Hello. Okay. And welcome Hello. to the Devil's Threesome, your erotic Hello. book club. Hello. Welcome to Amazon Reviews, an audio recording podcast. Yep. Whatever oh that God. joke was last time. Did, Andrew, did you just hear that? That was Sam who thought he had a joke. He got like about halfway through that sentence, realized that it was all, all sort of a big, like he dreamed too big. He just like did, a festering doo doo pile. Um, yeah. and it just sort of like faded into the distance. I loved it. These things happen at the Devil's Threesome, your erotic book club. I'm Andrew Coles. I'm sorry. Once I start saying that, I can't like stop. You yeah. Know? Um, also, I, I paused there because I knew Sam was going to want to go next, but I think we're just going to start living in those pauses, just uh, really extending them. No, I'm sulking. And Here, Andrew, give us the lead in again one more time. Okay, okay. So um, I'm Russ Freshtick, and I know the best games of the month. Nope, damn it. <laughs> Y'all keep referencing the besties at the beginning of this podcast, but like for reals though, the the audience for the besties is very small. The audience for our podcast is very small. There is no crossover in that audience, don't I know imagine, that. or very few. There's at least two people that cross over in that Venn diagram. So you and Andrew, can yes. you count as listeners if you are creators? Okay. This is the Devil's Three, some erotic book club. I'm Andrew Coles. I'm Sam Carr. And I'm Maggie Carr, and we did it right that time. This week, we read The P- the Parole Officer's Bitch. We read The Prison Industrial Complex, the book, now in sexy book form. Now now in um gay romance erotica form. Uh, romance is a strong word, never mind. No, that's not true. I, of all the books we've read this season, I think this one's probably the most romantic. But they don't even kiss. He comes back at the end for a date. Like, <laughs> comes how back. romantic can it get? I'm not talking about the content of the what the content of the story. I'm really talking about the writing here. The writing is uh good. I would I would say it's probably the least romantic of all the writing. Mm, I don't know about that. We should mention we should mention the author is Yamila Abraham, who's the Amazon best-selling author of Unprison. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That hey Sam, is. I dare you to pronounce that name uh, in a more white way. Yamila Abraham. Good one. I know so much about Yamila because she has about twenty to thirty pages of an auth- of like an author's note at the back of this book. I yep. was not able to read it all because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I just I don't read those. I'm surprised that you guys do. I no, tried. It, it wasn't. Uh, a, you know. It wasn't a story. It wasn't a second story. It was a fucking author's note. I mean, there is a second story. I think there might even be a third. No, it's sec- it's pieces there's... of stories. Go to go to seventy four percent, and that is it's a pre okay it's a preview, but it's still more story. No, that's that's the second story, right before like. And the then there's the straight st- room. There's a third story. I told there's three stories, but there's also like a fourth of this book is author's note. Yeah, there's a middle bit that's like all author's note and pictures of covers of books that she's written. She yeah. lives in an RV. Runs across the country, makes Yao comics, and writes these. Yao, Yowie, Yowie, Yowie. She has a she has a dedicated email address for uh, if some if you find any of her works being pirated, which is yowiemila dot at gmail dot com. I think that's worth noting. She does have a note a couple of times. I just want to make sure we don't tread on any you know questionable ground. We're not pirating anything this is all fair use she asked us to not share this ebook online because piracy has devastated her ability to make a living. devastated this isn't bold piracy has absolutely devastated my ability to make a living so if you care about yamila abraham's ability to peddle smut uh to be a literary flesh peddler as maggie mm-hmm. said uh, in last week's episode there's gonna be a lot of callbacks to last week's episode because i just edited it yesterday i think i'm oh, good one too many d syllables uh, I just edited it. It's hard to stop once you get going. Um, I edited it yesterday because I'm bad. Yeah, yeah. So be looking for the the Sin Day release of uh, the podcast, Ooh. which came out today uh, when when we're recording, but um, Sunday when you're listening to this. So a little yeah. uh, housekeeping there. This book is, I liked it. I, these two didn't like it, but I liked it. No, I'm not saying I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I got a Snapchat from you, Maggie, that said, woof, this book is exhausting or something. What am I supposed to do with that? 
I was already tired, and it is exhausting. It is. They do some quite athletic shit. Like, come on. Yeah, Andrew, I was so tired after reading this book because I masturbated so hard. Mmm. Yuck! Maggie, we're all masturbating during the whole course of this podcast, which we established three episodes ago. I know, I just don't want to hear about it. Play with us in this space, by which I mean jerk off while we record this podcast. Let's talk about the book instead of talking about masturbating. So the the front cover of this book... One and the same, my friend. There is a a rippled gentleman. Uh, He's wearing some chains. They're around his neck and his arms. And uh, it says, being bad will cost him. Over a U.S. Marshal star. Parole officer's bitch by mm-hmm. Amazon bestselling author of Unprison, Yamila Abraham. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Yamila, but okay. What's, what's this look that this guy's given us? Let's describe it uh, in so, so many words. So, so he's looking at you like, so, you, so you're at the grocery store, right? And mm-hmm. you you dropped your um, roll of hundreds out of your pocket, and Ooh, then damn. you stand up. Yeah, you stand up, and you see a guy standing in front of you, and he's got uh, two cucumbers and a tub of Vaseline in his hands, and mm-hmm. also a shirt that says, I am a homosexual man, um, mm-hmm. and I would like to have sex with the person who with whom I'm making eye contact with, mm-hmm. and that's the look he's giving you. Also, right. you're a man, by the way. I mean, I was going to say it's kind of the look that, like, I would imagine if you, like, walked up to someone at a swimming pool mm-hmm. and he was very muscular yes. and he had chains dragged around his neck and you said, you like to bottom, don't you? That's mm-hmm. the look that he would give you. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. it's the look of um a like a, an olive oil salesman who... Like like a booth babe for olive oil? Do those exist? Who's getting high on his own supply, as it were? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Covered in olive oil, I guess. A, a booth babe for olive oil is he's really into chain accessories. Yeah. And he's been on he's been at work for like multiple hours, and he's just had enough of uh of mm. the people of all these people of at the this, bread um, salesmanship. At the at this bread convention where there's an a booth for olive oil, um, and he is just staring down at people like, "Hey, yes, buy this olive oil or get the fuck out of my life." Right. Uh yeah, yeah. that's good. That uh, Maggie, that was a great harvest. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all the fonts on the cover. So the cover. This is all in front of like just a black back. There are a few fonts here. A black ground. Sure. All the fonts are very um. Fonty? I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I think they're all the same font. I think they're just different sizes. I don't they're know. All I think up parole officer's bitch might be in bold. Might be bolded. Yeah. yeah, maybe. We're not font experts here. We're not Roman Mars, except for except for when we are. Yeah, let's let's move on to the actual content of the book. This is ninety nine percent invisible. I'm Roman Mars. I'm Roman Mars. You said you said that if like if Roman Mars was really sad. Roman Mars is really sad. No, yeah. he's a happy All man. All the time, Maggie. No, that's his mo. He's constantly finding joy in the dis- in like the discovery of design in his whole life. He's a very happy man. It's because his boys, uh, what Maslow and Carver, have run out of things to say, so he's sad now. Oh no, how sad! Let's get to the book. So, Martos, our main character, is is that um, his name? A, per- a parolee. Well, it's his last name, I assume. No, but that's what the parole officer calls him. And his sister calls him something different. Wouldn't uh, a parole officer generally call someone by the last name and his sister generally call someone by the first name? Because I would assume the sisters and the and the brother have the same last name. So they probably wouldn't refer to each other as... I guess. I mean, I do, but I have half-siblings, so um, mm-hmm. we have different last names. I don't think his sister calls him anything. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I'm kind of scrolling through, trying to look for that. It's Miguelito. Yeah. So is it Miguelito? Yeah, Miguelito Martos. Yeah. No? Mijo isn't Mijo brother. I don't know. That's hermano. We're from New Mexico, and we speak so much Spanish. As in Miguel with Ito at the end. So oh, Miguel. Yeah, it's Miguelito. Mm. Yeah, we speak Spanish because we're from would New you, Mexico. Your ass is mine, Martos. Said the dick. Said this dickhead. Not this dickhead parole is... Uh, fuck. My dickhead <laughs> parole officer. 
Well, he's about to fuck his dickhead pearl officer, though. Mm-hmm. Well, his ass is his um, foreshadowing. Yes. That's the first line of the book. Um, so it we is. are introduced to to Mardos and his parole officer, who ends up having a really fucking weird name. Lucasen. Yeah, Lucasen. Again, I'm pretty sure it's a last name, so... <laughs> yeah. It's still a last name, but it's Lucasen. Still weird. And Mardos is in this parole officer's office doing the parole officer thing. Mardos mm-hmm. was just in jail for 18 years, and he's on parole. Is that how long it's... Holy shit, dude. Do you think yeah. he killed someone? I mean, he calls him a gangster. It's possible. He was a gangbanger, so who knows? Who knows? Okay, we need to be clear. We need to be careful with our terminology here. Gangbanger means a very different thing in this context. Well, who knows? Martos, our main character, has uh, blown his parole because he smoked marijuana and his piss test came back positive for it. That's right. Your piss test came back positive for marijuana. I feel like someone who says piss test isn't also in the same breath literally going to say marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'd be better to say your piss test came back positive for pot. You got your uh, plosive um, alliteration there. This first introduction is where we get this ta- uh, this first taste of unromantic writing, as I phrased earlier. It's just sort of it's it's sort of brutal in uh, in the way that it phrases things. This book is written by and for parolees who fuck their parole officers. So of course it's going to be the language is going to be a little more gruff. The sexual acts are going to be a little more homosexual, uh, male inclined. It's not the homosexuality part of it, Andrew. That's not what makes it unromantic. It's calling things um, you know, like pisshole and things like that. I don't need to hear that in the middle of a sex well, scene. Well, I do. As, as someone who's spent time on the inside. Hi, I'm Andrew. I've been to prison. How was prison? It was not good. Um, not as bad Which- as it se- not as bad as it is in this book or in the movies. Um, cause I listened to the podcast called ear hustle, right? That's our third podcast reference in what? Mm. Five minutes. Um, and, and they don't, there's not actually a whole lot of rape that happens in prisons or sex. I still feel like there's more than there should be though. Well, any Probably. amount of rape is more than there should be. Sam. Yeah, exactly. Stop trying to stand up for rape, Sam. Yeah, Knowing so, of. yeah, let's, let's clarify this. Our podcast has a strong, no rape thing. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing though. This book, like, isn't this rape? Oh yeah, consent is dubious. Dubious indeed. Yeah, yeah and it is at first. It's definitely coerced like sex. No, I mean it's it still is because like it Because it's a power discrepancy. Like, there's no way this is appropriate. Both times they inter- they have sexual interaction in this book, both times it's sort of like it's 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 coerced. It's not chill. Yeah, it's, there's a there's a power thing, but at the very end, they go on a date and they fuck, and he's like, "We didn't kiss or anything, but I definitely wanted to fuck him." Well, let's see. Let me just read the the quote. We we didn't kiss or anything because I'm not gay. I still thought he was mostly an asshole. Yeah. Uh, now we're done with the book, by the way. No, I still thought he was mostly an asshole, but I didn't feel like knifing him in the street no more. And yeah, we got together without me having to, but it ain't like we kissed or nothing. It was just a fuck. A damn good one. Who knows? Maybe my dick would drop on by to see him again. And so by the end of it, it's a little better. But yeah, still in the beginning, the first two times are not great. In reference to that, in Yamila's uh, very long author's note, there's a part where she talks about how she likes to write um, about things that make the character's soul hurt. Like they have to do things that make their souls Ooh. hurt. Um, but they, there's intense need for them. And it, I was just like, Yamila, why? I mean, maybe she just likes to explore that aspect of humanity, Maggie. Mm. The parts, the things we have to do that yeah. we don't want to do. I guess I just don't find it sexy when people are... Like having sex with our parole officers to stay out of prison, which is not cool. Let's... The Devil's Threesome takes a firm anti-having sex with your parole officer to stay out of prison stance. Well, uh, I mean, stance. the thing is, if you were... If uh, Mardos was more into it, like if Mardos was like gung-ho from the beginning here, I probably wouldn't feel so gross about it. But there are definitely parts where he's like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. do this. Well, I mean, but there's also, so the whole, one of the things I want to bring up is, um, so we've already covered a little bit, but this whole book is written in the first person perspective of Mardos and that's right. It comes with the like heavy, I want to say accent, but the kind of style of talking 
that you might see from someone who is Latino. Like, it's, it's, it's basically written in dialect. And I had a seventh grade teacher who once said, unless you're Mark Twain, don't write in dialect because it's just going to come off as offensive. And I have to say, it did. Well, but there's lampshading, too, where, like, the parole officer himself, Lucison, says some pretty messed up shit. Our our main character, Martos, like, calls him a racist while they're fucking. You can't lampshade that kind of commentary. Yeah. Yeah, so he says, he says, alive and feisty, my beautiful fucking Latino thug, fucking racist perv. And he says that out loud to his parole officer. So, yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing. I think this book is written for a specific crowd who wants to see this happening, and and it's a fantasy. But I'm comfortable being aroused by it because there's just that tiny little hint of, like, well, he does kind of like it. I mean, like, he, he talks about at the end how, like, he enjoys having sex with him and, like... He does call him a racist. So you can tell that the author like understands that these yeah. things aren't the best. Even dur- even during the scene but during the scenes as well. Like we do get it goes back and forth between these feelings where he like Mardos will at one point be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm very into this. Like my body is definitely responding to this. I want this to happen more. That would be great." While at the same time being like, "I wish this wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Why I yeah. don't want this to be happening." Yeah. I think part of it too is that at least from where like from what I was seeing, it comes off as pretty homophobic too, even though oh, it's about yeah. two men well, having yeah. sex. Mm, yeah, because Mardos is really like like there's a lot of things he says where he's like, Well, you know, like I, I, I didn't let him like I didn't let my cellmate stick it up my butt until like I knew I was getting out and at the very end it's like, Oh, we didn't kiss or anything and I'm like, Well, like except you're having sex with a man. They also yeah, they also call each other like bitch. Which yeah. is not cool well that's in the title like she had to use it because it was a callback it's like a smoking gun it's bad though um Mm -hmm. i i don't know i think that's a that's a really interesting trope in the genre in like some man-on-man genre though like it's uh yeah that it's not gay yeah it's just that they're having sex it's not gay it's it's really manly because it's two men having sex hey let's not hate on our in the closet people like you, who's literally in the closet. Andrew records in a physical closet, everybody, like an actual real-life closet. And I see nothing wrong with that, and I'm comfortable in my you closet. You get to leave it every time you finish recording, right? How does that feel? Oh, God, yes. I'm so excited for that. It's so hot in here, guys. <laughs> it's almost oh. National Coming Out Day, so. Yeah, I have to close the door to record so the sounds of, you know, just life don't get in. And, like... I'm seriously, I'm already in my underwear. I'm thinking about popping my shirt off here in a sec. Icky. Yeah, so so let's let's just go over. So this first meeting, Mardos is in trouble because he smoked pot, which he's like, oh, I did that five days ago. That shouldn't be on my urine test. I'm like, you're an idiot. He took one puff of a spliff. <laughs> he actually says he actually has one toke on one joint, but you close enough. Yeah. Um, Damn. Hey, hey guys, guess what? That's some weed terminology. Cool, cool weed terminology. Weedo. Oh, yeah, boy. Four twenty. Four hundred twenty. Yeah, Milla's a total weedo, y'all. She is. Uh, she's down Yo, with the weed. Lingo. She loves that stuff. There's a new reality show that's being hosted by Snoop Dogg called "Are You a Weedo." Are are you smarter than a weedo? Is that what it's called? Are you a weedo? No, it's called um the Joker's Wild. There it is. Mm, are you weedo's better? Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be good if it's if it's uh Wouldn't you be um Are you smarter than uh than someone who's high? Are you Are you smarter than this pothead? Oh yes. No no no. Are you smarter than uh Are you smarter than someone who's high? That is the perfect name <laughs> for it. The the thing is, I just saw an ad for this because I was at a movie theater and they. They show this part. Apparently, it has like this big thing where it's like a casino, like um, slot machine, where it has okay. like three and the three the like prize number is four twenty. Nice and nice. So, well, that's the thing is the it shows number. a dude like getting like a row of four twenties, and then Snoop like it shows him standing to Snoop, and Snoop turns is like that's my favorite number, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, nice, of stupid. Cor- what do you mean? Are you kidding? So that's Snoop's favorite number, of course, because he's no, Snoop no. Doggy Dog. I know. I'm just saying, why is, like, this is a stupid ad, and it's a it's stupid dumb. show, and I don't want... <laughs> no, I think it's going to be good. So he's at a parole officer meeting. Yeah. He's talking to his parole yep. officer. Uh, he's he's got in trouble because his piss test came back positive for 
pot. And then he's basically like, he's basically like, you're a freak, I bet. And and the parole officer's like, no, that's the other parole officer. But then he goes and locks the door behind our uh, main character. And he's like, I will fuck you now. No, he doesn't say that. We know this is going to work because uh, we get a nice description from Martos of himself or a little bit oh, earlier yeah, he's where he's, he describes himself as a hot piece of ass. And it's like, yes. hey, mm-hmm. at least you feel good about yourself, man. Yeah. That fucker was getting to see my strong, round ass cheeks. I knew they were perfect. I'd admired them in the mirror long enough. I like the pos- the part of this book where the main character has a positive self-image. I like it, too. So, but you did skip a little bit where... Um, I did. <laughs> so, immediately, so what happens is he calls him. He's like, I heard you were a freak. He's just like, you're getting mixed up. And he's like, nah. And then the, the guy's like, okay, well, you're willing to play. And then he says... Um, he pulls out a paddle. Yep. And then he says, um, uh, uh, where he says, take off your pants. I can find <laughs> the actual. Oh, he says, um, uh, fuck, where is this? Okay. D- shut up. Fucking quote. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I can't find it. I found the, this is the kind of consequence your punk ass needs. And then he spanks him. Uh, they talk about how he's not a gangster multiple, multiple times because he keep because, yep. uh, parole officer man keeps calling him a gangster or a fucking gangster or a scumbag. Cause that's cool. Guys, I yeah. found it. I found the quote that uh, I was looking for. He says, I've got other appointments. He rolled back his chair so that it touched the wall behind him. Come here over my knees, pants down. There he's got it the is. Out. All right. So we're in for some spankitude. Pants down. You heard me. Hurry the fuck up. And so, yeah, so then he, he, yeah, compliments his ass, and then he starts paddling him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mardos gets hard. Yes. I don't, does he finish this turn? I don't know, but uh, I have a quote here. Fuck, I was so close. I tried to rip myself free, Grand. Uh, Lucasin has grabbed his penis by this point. Mm-hmm. But the fucker had my cock in a motherfucking vice. The prickly tickle giving me a sweet burn up to my piss hole made me lose focus. Uh, like The prickly tickle. Uh, that was the third, I think we're at by now, pop, uh, name we had for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving me a sweet burn up to my piss hole. But yeah, so he when he's getting paddled, he at first he doesn't really like it. Then, he, um, but then, then he's he, into it. It like gets into it. Like yeah, he's yeah. he he discovers a new part of himself. Well, his dick was spasming and his nuts were clenching up into himself. He couldn't control his own body. He had an orgasm seizure. He gets really hard and he does say, "If I didn't have so much dignity, I would have humped this motherfucker's leg." Yeah. Mhm because it's just so turned on by getting paddled and then the guy like tickles his butthole a bit and then he grabs his dick like Andrew was saying. Okay. Yeah. And then here, here's the end. Well, you're an unexpected treat, Martos. Who knew? I guess there's more to you than just a scumbag gangster. Cool, cool thing to say. Yeah. I grip my teeth again. Marson. That's how you say that, right? I don't speak Spanish. Lucky you. Uh, I believe that would be Maricone. Maricone? There it is. What's up, yeah. everybody? It's okay. You took French in high school. Barely. It's, a, it's, a, it's an insult. It's, a, it's on the same level as some other really offensive words in English that start with F. So, like, fucker? Fudge. No. Like, for Fart. gay people. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Frappuccino. Boo. Yes. You fucking Frappuccinos. Let's read this book. I'm about halfway through my drink, which was about more than half of a bottle of wine. So, <laughs> woohoo! Andrew's riding high. Let's get through this. Next, there's a bus ride home. He goes back to his sister and nephew's nephew's home. Yes, and and we find out he's trying to get enough money together to start a door to door like oil change service, which is actually a pretty cool idea. Where he rides I was a bike. thinking about the logistics of it myself, and I was like, how much would you charge? Like 20, 30 bucks. And then what does he charge? $25. You guys, yes. I should start an oil change business because I know how much to charge. Do you know how to change oil? That is incidental. It's all about <laughs> the business. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you can just get you can just get someone to do that for you. You're you're the business guy, you know? You Yeah, I'm the magnate. I pu- I push the pencils and 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 staple the TPS reports. Mm-hmm. And the TP. And all that sort of thing and the CP what? You staple the TP. Oh, the TP. Yeah, I staple the toilet paper to save money. Uh, yes. I, you know, 
They're only allowed one square per day. That's what how it works. What we do at the oil change business is that after you poop, you can use toilet paper, but everything that's not covered in poop, you have to uh, rip it off, and then we staple all that stuff back together. Saves money. While he's at his uh, sister's home, he's kind of doing some self-reflecting. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This fucking parole officer, he owned me today a thousand times worse than Pico ever did. Pico was his cellmate. Back in the joint. I didn't, yep. I didn't have no choice in the matter. And the fucker spanked me. It was so fucking hot. Was this my kink? Wanting big guys to own my ass? To turn me into a bitch? I don't even know. That's a pretty common kink. It was so hard to think about that it made my brain itch. Okay. So there, so there was some stuff in that, huh? I kind of glazed over this before, but like he talks about his old cellmate Pico for a little bit and how um, he and Pico would have sex, but for like the majority of the time he was the top because he didn't want Pico to tell other people that he bottomed. Yeah, he didn't want word getting out that he was a bottom. Yeah, yeah. Sam, it's not gay if you're the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he bottoms, and he finds out that he really likes it when Pico does it. Mm-hmm. Also, he has a really big penis. Did we mention that? Oh yeah, he's he's got a he's got a um. What was Mardos, what? right? Yes, Mardos has a big penis. Well, really, everyone in this story has a huge penis, but that's true. Every time we see a penis, it's bigger than the previous penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God, what if that was true? What if that's true for the rest of this podcast? And it just become they're just monsters, <laughs> colossal. Just like- his penis was so large that it, uh, you know, violated Geneva Conventions about the size of, uh, <laughs> you know, torture implements. What was mm-hmm. the what was the term from the Sexorcist episode? A con- considerable talent. Yeah, no, no, that's mm, yes. a, that's a couple episodes back. That wasn't Sexorcist. That was um. No, it was no, it was a description from one of Kiki's books. From... Yeah, no, it was definitely last week's because I was just it? edited it. Yeah, but I made a joke about that. Is that really that recent? Mardos has a considerable talent. Uh, (laughs) And his considerable talent is business acumen because he's trying to get his oil business off the ground and he needs startup money. So what does he do? He gets some supplies from uh, someone and starts cooking meth. Yeah. Well, Well, because no one will hire. No one will hire him. He's recently out of um, recently out of jail. It's the prison industrial complex, man. We all know about it. He's trying to avoid recidivism. Yes. He really doesn't want to go back to prison. And I can only agree with him. He doesn't, he shouldn't go back. He doesn't yes. need to. He wants to turn his life around. Yes. Right. And so it's really a shame that the only way that he can make his startup cash is by cooking and selling meth right. um, out of his sister's kitchen. Right. He makes sure to do it while his nephew's not around. Um, so that's nice. And we also have a very sad moment where we find out that his nephew can't afford sneakers for his oh, gym class. So it's very sad. sad. Um, and then, uh, so he, he cooks meth. Nothing makes me more horny than the plight of minority Americans and their ability to not afford school supplies. Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's deplorable. It's, it's okay, though, because what happens is he cooks meth and then he sells it to um, some tweaker he knows. Yeah. And uh, he says he needs 1500 to buy the oil change bike wagon, um, but mm-hmm. he only gets 600 and three gold rings. Yes, one with stones, even one um, with stones. Yeah, just like uh, just like Martos, or just like Lucasen, who is actually I forgot to mention in the first like time we uh, are introduced to Lucasen's penis, he's like, man, this guy had some giant nuts or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's actually it hasn't <laughs> yeah. happened yet. Yeah, we'll get there. That's in the next sex scene where he, I think there's a line that's just, geez, his nuts are so big. Well, it's like, oh, what? He's, he slipped on the extra large condom and then smeared Vaseline all over it. Not safe, by the way. Geez, his nuts were huge. Uh, that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we all want out of life is just a huge nutted man to spank and Anywho, sex let's, us. Let's, get yeah. to that se- let's actually get to that sex scene in the fiction. So he makes meth in his kitchen, sells it, and then... Lucasin coincidentally just like picks that time to bust into his house and be like, parole check. Yep. Yep, he suddenly shows. Yeah, and Plot. so he says, he's wait, like, wait, the meth... Oh. I, have a, I have a fan theory. Fan theory. Uh, sure. Here we go. go. Head, head go. cannon. The tweaker go. was sent by Lucasin... Uh, in order to get him to get uh, Martos in a position where Lucasin could extort sex out of him, I mean, Jesus, I'm, I wouldn't be that surprised. Us, that's a little bit more insidious, isn't it? Well, Oof. I mean, Maggie, we're talking about a parole officer who is letting someone not go back to prison for committing crimes yeah. by taking sex from him. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that is itself true. is a crime. Yeah. 
Uh, anywho, so Lucasin uh, shows up and extorts him for sex. Basically, yes. he's like, "You're you're just you're just trying to sell drugs onto the street." And then Martos is like, "No, I'm trying to go straight. You'll see." Which is funny because he's not. But um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to go straight, like straight sexually. I mean, I'm trying to go straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't buy it, and he's like, Lucasin eventually is like, "All right, well, let's just let's just you know have some intercourse, and then you won't go back to prison." Yeah. So it's. It, it, there's a there's a tense moment where um, Martos is trying to not necessarily like, but is trying to explain that like he was selling meth because he wanted to have this oil change business, and Lucas is like, yeah, whatever. And then eventually we get to a bit where it's like, um, well, like, well, he pr- he proves it with that um with the with that adver- the newspaper or, ad, yeah, because he has a newspaper it's ad, newspaper that says ad it. for yeah. the bike, yes. And um, so then uh, Lucas in uh kind of uh warms up to martos's story and then he uh and then martos kind of like gets into a position where he can like hit on him a bit so that way um he can kind of trade sex for not going to prison anyway they they bone and then the very end is the officer taking martos to buy the wagon it's really pretty Um, cute yeah so that's so that's the end. Uh, he gets his life turned around well, and let's... gets a new apartment for him. No, but we'll get back into this. No, we'll get into the sex scene. Let's just close up the rest of the plot so that we can really dive deep here. Dive deep into that prostate stimulation. The the officer takes him to sell the rings so that way he can get more money for them. And then um, they he buys the wagon. He starts doing his business really good. He and his sister and it and works out so well that he moves, get, he moves out of the slums in yeah. three months. That's a yes. that's like. Th- that's so few. That is one quarter Andrew, you of a un- year. You underestimate the how willing people are to spend twenty five dollars to do an oil change when it would normally cost like a hundred dollars. That's true for extra shit that you don't need. Yeah. Along with that bike wagon, uh, because when he buys the bike wagon, it comes with like a weeks long business class mm-hmm. in yes. Hoboken. So uh, he's a business genius. He's a yes. magnate. He's an entrepreneur. Anyway, the last thing the last thing that happens is that uh, his parole officer shows up and he's like, "I'm off duty. Let's go get." Uh, he says, "Quote: I'm just looking to get laid. I wet my lips. Bet you missed my sweet ass, huh? More than you can know." And then they go on a date, and it was just a fuck, a damn good one, and it's over. Yeah, there's like a paragraph about Woo! that fuck. Let's go back to the one though that we skipped. Yeah, so this is like the main scene of the book. Yes. They go up to Marta's room. Yes. Uh. And he is uh, commanded to strip. Yes. So he mm-hmm. does so. Um, and he feels uncomfortable being naked in front of his parole officer. And then the parole officer starts spanking him again. So then he gets kind of into it again. Well, yeah. So he's like, you're one fine looking thug, Martos. Ease up on that shit. Yeah, be pissed off. That makes it more fun. Okay. Well, hey. see, that's the thing is, it, I think, I think this like sounds like what somebody would imagine like a role play of oh i'm the parole officer and you're the parolee mm. trying to make sure you don't go back to but prison it's, but it's not a role play but it's, it's not it's, it's rl exactly well, we just have to we just have to uh abstract ourselves out one level from the actual scene that's happening into the brain of yamila here yeah we just need the kick yeah to get us back up <laughs> to the next level of reality Right, so if we're we're in the snowy place right now, and now we need to be in the cool city. In- Inception reference. Good yeah. job. We need Timely. to be in the city with the buildings falling down. Yes. And once mm-hmm. we're there, that's when the book gets sexy. And then Ellen Page shows up, and it's like, Ellen, why are you here? Okay. Ellen, no one, no one with the genitals that you like is here. Go home, Ellen. This isn't a lesbian book. This is a gay book. Because welcome to Cocktober. Yes. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah, it's Cocktober. Happy Cocktober. That's why we picked this book. And that's why the cocks are huge. Spooky, scary cocks. Dump, 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 da, dum. I don't know how um, lyrics. Yes, but so uh, he starts spanking him again. And again, we have um, kind of this getting into it. We do find out that the parole officer is wearing corduroys. Oh, yeah. Yay. I, be- I-, I thought of Maggie when I saw that. Maggie used to wear a lot of corduroys. I used to wear a lot of corduroy in high school. It was my fabric. It's no longer my fabric. I guess I do have a skirt that is corduroy, but I wouldn't say... I I don't know. 
I don't know, man. But so here's the so here's where we get the Latino line. Um, the you are hot as fuck. I was dreaming of this beautiful ass, horny fucking Latino. You got hot blood, huh? You like it spicy, which is ugh, shut terrible. the fuck up, pendejo. Which is what we were all thinking. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so then yeah, so they're still doing spanking and grabbing ass and stuff. Um. I have to say, like, these sec- these uh, spanking scenes are written pretty well. Like, it's not like... I was surprised. They're, <laughs> they're definitely... They're, like, it doesn't... Uh, they're not written in a way that's, like, jarring or takes you out of the story or takes no. you out of the moment. Yeah. Um, because some sometimes uh, spanking can be written that way because it is, like, something, somebody being hit. Right. Which isn't not necessarily everyone's kink, right? Yeah, well... It's. It reminded me when I when I started the spanking scenes. It reminded me of how I read the milking book, and the milking was really gross sure. and awful. And I was worried that it might go that way again. But it turns out that there is a way to write the like weird kink. Not not weird. Kink, okay. But uh, spanking is impossibly the most common kink. No, like, BDSM... you just said the most common kink is having a large man take your ass. Um, well, for me. <laughs> Oh, personally okay. <laughs> uh, no um no i i would I, i'll put my money on the on the bet that uh bdsm is the most common kink but yeah you know sure um but especially like light shit like this like yeah. this is yeah. not this is not hardcore at all yeah he's not even being strapped to anything uh there's no fluids no of andrew, any kind andrew he's being societally strapped if you know what i mean oh too real reality is pressing down on him much like i want the I paddle I want to quote. Um, I moaned with shaking sobs while he mashed my asshole so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I do want to say one thing about the spanking scenes, though, is that there's a lot of smushing and mashing. Yeah. That's what makes it so hot. Uh, Maggie, I'm pl- that's, I'm, what makes, that, he, that's what makes for a good butt is if it's smushy and mushy. Yeah. So uh, Marta, <laughs> His hand Marta's- was squatching. Here, wait. Let, let me do that. Ready? Okay. I haven't even read my quote yet. He started yet. slapping me. Okay, y'all, don't interrupt. There's only one of me. Andrew. He started slapping me one cheek at a time. I bit my bottom lip. Why the fuck did this shit turn me on? I still don't know. But my cock swelled up so fast I got dizzy. His hand was squashing each cheek, smashing and stinging. My hot ass was tingling already. I started grunting with his slaps. It was a sexy burn, making my asshole clench. Uh. I wanted it harder, but if he beat me too hard, I'd straight up come. Uh. I winked a couple times oh, while I was it. reading that. Could you tell? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Now I'm reading my quote. <clears throat> Go. Ah, you want me to erg jizz on your lap? <laughs> no, please don't. My corduroys. Bust that nut, you gangster piece of shit. Erg. Jizz shot up out of my dick. Erg. Erg. Sexiest noise ever is erg. Everyone knows that. Ergs. There's also a note here that uh, I just want to make that he is, the off, the parole officer is recording. Uh, oh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, not yet. Oh, at, shot. at this point, yes. Yes. So he, um, he puts, he, he angles the phone so His it's quote, just the dick. camera phone, which no one has called it that since 2004. <laughs> uh yeah but uh and then he angles yeah. the phone so it's just the dick no uh no face no face um and he's like hey no uh, mardos jerk off uh-huh 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 that was my no face impression uh j- jerk off for this camera please it it turns on mardos even more to know that he's being recorded uh he gets really into that too he also talks about how his nuts keep being like pulled up into his body for these yeah. for these shots which is yeah uh graphic it's like okay listen y'all like i don't have nuts um it's just not a thing that i've got so do they like move independently like how they're described here like that seems pretty intense uh this sort of like, like left twitching and mo- <laughs> moving while the while the right just sort of stays put that's kind of interesting is that a thing um, I mean, I mean it's, it, it, yeah, I'd say it is. Huh, okay, interesting. I learned something new today. It's not like you can choose or anything. It's just like... No, I know you... I, I, I get that it's involuntary. I just didn't know that they could move independently. That's interesting. Yeah, can't your boobs move independently? 
Um, they don't move at all. What are you talking about? They like they move with my body. They don't like twitch and shit. What are you talking about? When ghosts come and jam their fists and make your breasts stand at attention, they don't stand up like they're underwater. <laughs> Call back. No, no, my my breasts only stand at attention when um when I'm being s- seduced by a fucking incubus ghost. Ugh. I just finished. No, can we finish this book? No. Well, okay, so yeah, let's talk more about this uh, sex scene. So after he comes, then the parole officer uh, fingers him for a little bit and then actually has sex with him. And we find out that the parole mm, yeah. officer's dick is ginormous. Just Huge. like his nuts. <laughs> uh, and, oh, and the uh, the end of this scene, the real uh, the real prestige of the whole of the whole sex scene is um, uh, the parole officer throwing his camera phone in front of Mardos's face as they fuck so that Mardos can watch his own dick. Which Mardos is definitely into. And I gotta yeah. say, I would also be into that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's a prestige. You don't expect it and it's like, oh damn, wow, okay. If I ever have sex with someone who listens to this podcast, you should know that. And I hope I do, because <laughs> my, my partner says she listens to it, so... I'm confused. I, I, I was confused Link. by that. Now, that makes a lot more sense. Because I thought that he was recording still. Like, I thought he was recording no. the current, like, no. dicking. Like, dick no. ejaculation. But that makes more sense now. No, it's from the previous ejaculation. Yeah. Yeah, he's watching the first time he came while he comes the second, second time. time. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like I yeah. said, this book is exhausting. Yeah, so there's a lot of talk about uh, how, like, how big the parole officer is, and how he at, like Marlos like, please go slow because I don't want to die. Um, and the parole officer does like yes. finally we don't have somebody just like shoving their entire dick into somebody right away. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's specific mention of lube, even if it's Vaseline. Yes. It's there's still lube happening here, and I was like, Maggie's gonna be so happy. Yay! Lube and condoms! Hooray! <laughs> the main thing with that one, though, is um, when it comes to, you know, man-on-man stuff, like, your butthole doesn't, like, lube itself unless you're a shape-shifting werewolf. So, mm-hmm. like, lube is kind of a necessity in this case. Or a ghost. Well, no, that's that's why it's a good thing that it's in the book. I- I'm just saying, in, in the cases where we were with, like, the straight people, it's still not good that they're just sticking it in, no, but at Sam, least there's some, like, Sam, juices, I'm right? Sure, like... Like, it's got... What? <laughs> like, vaginal juices. I've complained about this on this podcast before, how, like, people just, like, shoving their dicks into holes, yeah. like, all the way at the... on like, the first thrust is kind of gnarly. Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Don't just shove your dicks into things. It's rude. I mean, um, yeah. I think that's about it for the book. Um, They... Oh, there is some... They, they are very rude to each other. There's a lot of name calling. Um, we've talked about it a little bit already, but um, they're so mean to each other. And and also, also at the end of the sex scene, uh, the parole officer does say, "Oh yeah, fuck." It took a while for him to be able to talk. You got a gaping asshole right now, Martos. Looks real nice. So, um, yeah. And the only other one, like I had a note where uh, Martos talks about his own asshole as a ring. He's like. He calls it my ring, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which I thought was gross, but you know. Well, like you know, you get that kind of word, that kind of wordage, and all this sort of thing. You know, like yeah. ring of nerves, ring of muscles, whatever. You know. Yeah. Can we talk about the rest of the books in this book? There are so many. <laughs> Specifically, like the cover art of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. So the, gonna, the rest gonna, of this, the rest of this book, as breath. we sort of d- d- um, got into earlier, the rest of this book is author's note, uh, descriptions of other novels that Yamila has written, and um, two excerpts. Conquering the Foe, The Demon and the Emperor. Uh, fuck, I can't see that one. Uh, Tandroid's br- the Android's Bride. Uh, male- okay, I'm doing bad. Yeah, yeah that was um, really bad. Well, I was trying to read from the covers, and it's kind of hard to tell. I wish there was like a list of them. Here, the Elodin's Conquest, the Demon and the Emperor, Vanquished Knight, uh, Zolabirth by Incubus Master, Win- Winter Demon, 
An- Xeno the Scar. Android's Bride. Some of these actually look pretty good. Well, um, yeah, so no, uh, there's definitely some amazing books in here. Yeah. I want to read I want to read The Android's Bride probably. This looks cool. Yeah, so computer overlords screwing up things up is an, is another motif I've been exploring in my work. The computer C Rapton or Crapton is <laughs> Crapton. <laughs> Holy shit. Crapton is Gizmoidon's granddaddy. Gizmoidon is a heck of a lot more evil, though. That's why he dies, and Crapton still controls the <laughs> Alpha Lord. What are these fucking words? Well, so one of the notes I want to make though is like all these covers are very like so the cover of the book that we read had a man on like it, a, a human like a man human on man. it, and a human man, a photo, <laughs> rest, a photo of a man. The rest of these are more um, yaoi inspired, I would say. Well, yeah, they're uh, they're yes. drawn and they're like they're not badly drawn. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty sexy. Yeah, if you like Twinkie kind of hairless, well, I mean, feminine men, isn't that which we all do? Let's be honest. I feel like that's part of yaoi, isn't it? Oh yeah, is it? Is enor- enormous hands um, and hairless uh, bodies, and hairless bodies. Ugh. Stop! <laughs> mar- I can only get, get so erect. Um, okay. Yeah. Since since this is a, about the author section, I should probably tell you a little bit more about me. This is not the first time that she goes into this. I'm pretty sure this is like all fucking copy and pasted from multiple books. Anyway, <laughs> I believe that writing is a role, not a job. This was a con for me before <laughs> before I was out of diapers. I had to tell stories, what? and then I had to write stories. I started going into trances when I wrote at a very, at a very young age. Guys, guys, guys. It's kind of like, guys, it's where kind is of like this? taking quaaludes. I'm looking for this, and I can't find it. Maggie, Maggie and Andrew, I'm a little bit psychic. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, my <Fuck>. God. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little bit psychic. <laughs> uh there's there's time distortion where I think an hour has passed when it's actually been twelve hours. I also talk in my characters' voices without being aware of it. If no. this sounds crazy to you, it's really not. Other prominent writers have admitted to writing trances. Every fiction writer has to get into their zone to write. For some, it just gets creepy. I'm fine with this phenomenon. It's how I, don't I make. Think, my- I don't think Ernst Hemingway went into a fucking <laughs> trance when he wrote "Happy Yowie Yum Yum," a very smutty Yowie graphic novel that's out. <laughs> Of print, <laughs> but no. The best part is Maggie didn't get to read it. The last sentence of that, it's how I it's make, how my, I living. make my living. After all, but she already <laughs> said that writing is a role, not a job. <laughs> I started getting published in a small little in small literary journals when I was out of college. I won contests here and there, and I always seemed to be working on my next submission for a publication. What literary journals? <laughs> yowie, yum, yum. In 1999, I discovered <laughs> Yowie, and it was an epiphany for me since I've been writing Yowie for decades, but never had a label for it. I started out as a literary fiction writer, you know, uh, <laughs> stories about stories about sad people who really never uh, grew up. But then I, I discovered Yowie, and I, and I realized that's where my true calling was. <laughs> In 2004, I started my own publishing company, Yowie Press, and put out Yowie graphic novels. I got, I got out 50 or so before Borders Books closed down and the bottom fell out of the market. Was Borders selling Yowie? No, no I think that's a different... You just didn't know where to look. The oh, last yeah. Yowie book press published published was in 2012. I'm pretty sure that's the end of ink and paper books for me. Wait, Borders E-books went out of business? have given me a wonderful and viable career. Wait, but- wait, wait a second. Be- Borders have been out of business for five years? <laughs> yeah, gr- welcome to fucking... Welcome to our, the universe we live in. God know. damn it. So I'm, so I'm wondering, does she draw these books? Because she is, she is very good. Like, it's impressive. It's- I mean, she says she wrote the graphic novels, right? So I would assume so. She has 143 titles on Amazon right now. Holy shit. (laughs) That's so many. I think that's all yaoi, too. Damn. Should we should we read some should we read some uh, dirty comics? That'd be fun. That would be fun. I, I don't know how well it would translate to. uh, (laughs) Well, I don't know how well this translates to an audio medium either. (laughs) Yeah, but at least the words are also words when you hear I them. Mean, graphic oh. novels have words too. You know that, right? Okay, Sam. A picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> These stories that we read barely have like fucking five thousand words in them. So <laughs> if we're reading comics, we're gonna be here for like six weeks. 
Here we go. Okay, it's a t- it's time to wrap this up. The real Yamila Abraham is a super friendly lady who loves meeting you at conventions or on the road. I live in an RV until it's south in the winter and north in the summer. You can read about my misadventures in my RVing blog. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash searching full time dot com. Fuck you. Never, never read HTTP colon slash slash in your life again. (laughs) How how did she grab that URL? Like, I feel like that would be a popular one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I believe it's searching full time. If you go to the website, it's searching F U L L T I M E with no space in between. Oh, all right. And then here's the, here's the last paragraph that I think is important before we get to the reviews. In my last bio section, I mentioned I'm a lesbian. That's because this was in the bio in Conquering the Phobe, which was another story, a story that related deeply to my own experience coming out when I was younger. If you like realistic stories, I really hope you read the preview story included after this section. So she's a lesbian writing yaoi. What does that mean? What is what is that? It means that she is probably the most qualified person. We, unlike unlike her, we do not have gender studies degrees, so I don't think we're qualified to answer that question. Does she have a gender studies degree? Where'd you see that? Oh, I didn't say she did. I'm I'm saying we'd need one to tease apart the mess that is uh, Yamila. Oh, I see. Um, hold on. So her her blog, her blog title: a novelist, her mom, and two cats search for happiness full time. That's a really long title. Is her mom living in that RV with her? Is, is that her a mom thing? a cat? You have to imagine. Damn. Wow. I wish my mom was a cat. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. <laughs> okay, let's um let's get into the reviews, huh? I'm sorry. On Saturday, July 29th, she posted, "It's hot in the deep bowels of New Mexico." What if <gasps> what? she was in Albuquerque when we were? What? It's hot in Topeka. Um yeah. That'd be weird. That is a f- that, Sam, that was a Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends reference, which, like, wow. I'm a hot toe picker. <laughs> um, Let's see. Um, <laughs> Where's a good review? Um, She's living in a tiny house, so I feel like her blog is misleading. I, I, uh, I'm into this blog. This is fun. Yeah, where does she live? Uh, Palomas? She lives nowhere. She lives on the road. Here's she lives in New Mexico. Oh my god, you guys, we have to fucking make a pilgrimage. Well, you do. I don't live there anymore. Maggie, you have to make a pilgrimage to New Maggie Mexico. Maggie tricked She's, us. She lives thirty. Sorry, y'all. North of Deming. Ugh. She lives in the not. <laughs> she lives in the not part of New Mexico. That's so mean. <laughs> well, Sam's coming down to New Mexico next week for the balloon fiesta, so. We're not going. We're not going on this pilgrimage. <laughs> oh my God! The most recent title, the most recent blog post is called "Commune Didn't Really Work Out." No, what the Uh-oh. fuck, <laughs> I was more. I was so hoping that would work out for her. Hi guys, long time no post. As you know, I've been keeping up with. Uh, as you know, if you've been keeping up with the blog, we moved into a commune in June and have been in stasis mode ever since. I joined a commune because I wanted a place where I'd have more interaction with people to help my depression. Oh bummer. Oh. I also tried. I was also tired of driving the RV around due to all the close calls we had during the journey back and forth to New Orleans. Hmm. Wow. This is our podcast now. <laughs> we found it. We found our fucking podcast. <laughs> 75 episodes in this our podcast is reading and reviewing blog posts by yamila whatever the fuck (laughs) from yaoi press um at this commune there are good people there are good people who are dealing with heartbreaking problems and then there are society's throwaways holy shit who do you think with several exceptions the commune is a gutter clogged with society's refuse oh my god Jeez, she is not holding back any punches. That's I was gonna wow. say, what do you think distinguishes somebody who has like a heartfelt legitimate problem and society's refuse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the last line. The honeymoon was short, and now we found a cesspool. Oh god. Oh, my mother and I both hate it here. <laughs> oh no. Oh, so sad here's like here's here's a review of the book um and there's mostly a reason 
the reason I'm reading it is because it's pretty short, but there's also a line I want to talk about. So it's four stars, short, kinky, and fun by Chris Vigilante on November 16th, 2016. This was surprisingly good. I liked the characters yeah. and their dynamic on the page. It's a short story, but I didn't need it to be much longer. This was pretty stellar. I would agree that it is better than I expected, but that's more my low expectations than the book's qualities. <laughs> well, I, I just like, I didn't need it to be much longer. I'm guessing Chris Vigilante finished before, uh, before we, before he needed more stimulation. If you that's know right. I mean, I mean, oh, wink, wink. two and a half sex scenes is more than really you can ask for in these kinds of books. That's true. Y'all, an- there's a entire like uh, tab on this blog all about the RV solar system on on uh, oh my god on Yamila's RV. Oh, At least god. she's sustainable. Yeah, cool. It's man, this is great. These characters that we're finding, Kiki and and uh, and Yamila. Do you think Kiki and Yamila know each other? Are they friends? They, there has to be. The, well, she talked about conventions, so probably. What about uh, like in her artist bio? She was like, "I love talking to people at conventions." What about Lucia? Uh, that's the girl who oh, wrote. They all know pen- each other. Penetrated. They're all forming a cabal of people who have been on the Devil's Threesome podcast <laughs> and are going to murder. They're going to bring us down. There are there are supervillain <laughs> group or. Are they oh, the shit. superheroes and are we the supervillains? No, we're the supervillains for sure. They're the Justice League. <laughs> we're the um we're the shitty Teen Titan villains. Yes. Here's a here's another review. Three stars. I liked this story. Uh by Faye Breen on March eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. Oh my I god, like- is she is she related to Neil Breen, do you think? Maybe? Huh? I don't know. Absolutely. I okay, like this going. story. She is from Nevada, so Hey. <laughs> I liked the story. It wasn't fantastic, but it was pretty hot. And when you download something titled Parole Officer's Bitch, you probably aren't looking for a literary masterpiece anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what really bugged me, though, was that the story was way shorter than I expected. Half of the ebook was advertisements and previews for the author's other works, which I thought was really annoying. Okay, welcome to Amazon Erotica, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I just like... You probably aren't looking for a literary masterpiece anyways. <laughs> you knew what you're getting yourself into. You you weren't you probably weren't looking for it, but boy did you find it. <laughs> hey, I found my review. Speaking of finding things. Go. Okay. The uh the title of the review is <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry, let me I'll start with Who Wrote It by Nun on January eighth, twenty seventeen. Two stars, and the title of the review is Two Stars. And the text of the review is Okay. Nice. <laughs> they just keep coming. They're I feel so like good. I feel like it's a little low for an okay. Usually I feel like there should be like three yeah. stars, you know? Or four. Yeah, three for an okay is understandable. Uh, I also have another one here. One star. Uh, also the title of the review. One star. Did not finish. So does that mean what the I think it means? The book or the orgasm? Yeah. We'll never know. Maybe I should just mes- message Amazon customer Here's a, and say, hey, did you ejaculate while reading this book? I'm I'm sorry. Ejaculate or just orgasm in general? I, I'm confused um, by this review. It's five stars and it's titled O by Nicole H. Vila on Je- uh, July 31st, 2016. Sexational male domination and even hotter prison erotica. Yamila has sensational. It says sensational. Yamila has a There is no prison drama in this book. Yamila has a unique impression of MM erotica. Definitely need to look at her back self. Dot dot dot. Oh. Um, what does that mean? Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's a here's another um here's another review. 5 stars. Good story by Mel- by uh, Mary Ann Boehm. Story of a boy becoming a man, but his parole officer finds his kink and decides to help him out. So, that's it. Let's uh, yeah, let's let's it. read a review here by off uh, Kindle customer. I think that it is wrong for an authority figure to misuse their power, no matter what. Power control overloaded by authorities should not be done. Thank you, Amazon customer. Hey, yeah, good job, I Amazon customer. Would like to review this book personally. Yeah, let's um, do our reviews and say Go. and say I thought it was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just, I don't know. Maybe I just like the gay ones best for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but 
maybe maybe this maybe this podcast is a story of a of a boy becoming a man. It's Andrew. Of a boy coming out of the closet, but <laughs> that's not going to happen cuz I need to record in here. We need to finish the podcast so you can get out of this closet. Oh god, please. I'm so hot. <laughs> Fuck. I'm like being delirious over here. I finished my drink by the way, for those of you keeping track. Woo. That means you all have to finish your drinks too. Yeah, I'll review it. Um, two hot cellmates who have consensual sex in one prison industrial complex. Yeah, bummer. I mean, no, no, no. The sex is consensual, so they found love in a hopeless place. Um. Well, okay. no, I, I was, yeah. I was talking about like the, two diamonds was, in the rough. I was talking about the industrial complex. That's really the bummer there. Oh no, like yeah, definitely two diamonds that shine bright in the rough. Sam, what's your Sam? What's your review? My review to to glom onto an Amazon review here to steal their turn of phrase. Um, I'm gonna say two parole violations you want to read about because it was pretty good, honestly. Like, I mean, minus the overarching stuff that was kind of bad, like the racism and the mm-hmm. rapiness and the power dynamic. Um, the sex scenes were actually pretty well written. The spanking was really well written too because i don't think i've i i I don't know if i've read anything that's really kind of like that before and i didn't find it off-putting like i did with the milking um and uh i mean the end of it was good i don't know i i think there are some flaws but they are the same kind of flaws we see all over erotica period yeah one of these days we're just gonna start rewriting all these books yes so that they're not shitty and then we will be billionaires because apparently it's very easy to make a living off of writing amazon erotica <laughs> and giving it away for free on amazon.com andrew it's not a job it's a role Fuck. <laughs> let me finish this let me do my review so my review is three racial microaggressions out of five <laughs> mm, micro <laughs> they're pretty macro <laughs> racial macroaggressions <laughs> Racial aggressions, period. Yeah, racial aggressions. Uh, and yeah, overall, I think this book wasn't bad. It definitely had some of the um, most viscerally written sex scenes, and like, well, mm-hmm. like some of the, some of the best written stuff that we've read in a while. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and other than y- that, yeah. uh, I don't think there's that much more to talk about. Uh, what what you got, Sam? Yeah, Mila really knows how to write two men having sex. I don't she know does. how, but how, she does. How, how does she? But she does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, in general, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It's free right now. Um, so if you want to go on Amazon, just search uh, uh, parole. Wait, parole officer's bitch. Parole officer's bitch. Or you can just search um, Yamila Abraham. You'll be yes. able to find it that way, probably. Just take a deep dive into her blog. And uh, really, you should do that instead of listen to our podcast. Read about her commune experience. No, well, listen, look for our new podcast called, hmm, we have to decide on a name. Yamilla's, yeah, yeah, yakking about Yamilla, yakking about Yamilla. Yo, 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 Yamilla yaks. (laughs) Time, it's time for, can we go? Yeah, can we be done? (laughs) I'm Andrew Coles, and I have been for the duration of this podcast. Socials, socials. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook if you search for the Devil's Threesome Podcast. You can find us on Twitter if you if you go for uh, at TD Threesome Podcast with the number three. Uh, and then it, email is the Devil's Threesome Podcast, all letters, at gmail.com. <gasps> I'm Andrew Coles. Do you think Fuck. like good podcasters are are want like want their podcast to end so um, bad when probably. they're ending? I don't know. Are good podcasters like let's end this, please, please end this hell, please? Maybe they just edited it out. Edited it out. Also, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts iTunes. or Stitcher or whatever if you feel so inclined. Um, All the things. Yes, and share us with a friend. Put us put us on the car when your mom's in the car with you. Mm-hmm. Listen to us in the shower. I know some people who do that. That's um, that's a little bit too much information, honestly. <laughs> Listen to us while you're jerking off, which we do, uh, as uh, mentioned, several times. And if you finish before we finish, then, well, you lose the game. You, get and to, you have to chug your then drink. Then you get to finish your drink. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like I did. Callbacks. Okay, okay. let's get hey. Andrew out of this closet and end this podcast. Yeah, it's no, over. No. Uh, so who, it's who, done. who are you guys? I'm Maggie. That's my brother Sam, and no, that's been wait. Andrew over there, my my mutual friend. 
And no one ever said the life of a pixie mushroom farmer would be an easy one. Bye! I'm also done.